from HerbMentor.com, this is Herb Mentor Radio. You are listening to Herb Mentor Radio on HerbMentor.com. I'm John Gallagher. My guest today is Caroline Gagnon. Caroline started teaching and practicing herbalism in 1995 and is co-founder and director of the Flora Medicine School of Herbal Studies in Montreal, Quebec. She also helped create the professional wing of the Herbalist Guild in Montreal. Caroline is teaching at Jim McDonald's place July 27th to the 29th in 2012 in Michigan. You can visit herbcraft.org slash C-A-R-O for that class, but you can visit Caroline any old time you would like at Flora Medicina, F-L-O-R-A-M-E-D-I-C-I-N-A dot com. And don't worry, this site also has an English component, so you're good there. Uh, welcome, Caroline, or I should say uh, Bienvenue. Hey, bienvenue. <laughs> See, John. <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> thank you. And, and, and could you... I. I didn't pronounce your school correctly as it should be, so could you pronounce it as you would in French? <laughs> but I mean, it, it it can be said. It's it's fine. It's right, right. perfectly fine. Well, thank you or merci. Okay, that's as much French as you're getting out of me. All right. So, I was uh, so I was on the phone with uh, Jim McDonald the other day, and I I asked him. I said. Uh, who should I interview for June since uh, my June guest kept delaying on me, you know, which is kind of weird. Um, uh -huh. And so he tells me I should interview you. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds great. He's telling me about you. And then five seconds into that conversation, he goes into the call waiting and comes back and goes, guess who's on the other line? And I, <laughs> and I said, my June Herb Mentor Radio guest. <laughs> And here you are. So thank you. <laughs> That's really great. Because we don't talk often, Jim and I, so. That, on the phone yeah that, that is was quite that was quite cool okay so uh the connection on skype wasn't great there so i'm going to continue here i just called caroline back on her telephone the old-fashioned way and um so uh caroline i have some herbventure.com questions here i want to ask a little uh member questions ask a little later in the show but i want to start by getting to know you a bit um did you did you grow up in montreal no, no, I didn't grow up in Montreal. I, I grew up um, around Quebec City, um, the old, the old Quebec City. But I, uh, I also lived in um, British Columbia as a kid, and that's where I learned English. I was the only kid in school who spoke French and did not speak a word of English, so I learned really fast. Wow! <laughs> and then, and then came, went back to live there. Um, after uh, after college and uh, high school college and then uh, and then I met this amazing herbalist which is um, Carol McGrath I don't know if you know of her or of or her no it's awesome and her. that's where I started my apprenticeship for a year and a half and started practicing and then came back into Montreal and it was so hard for me to live in the city but it, what was great about it was that I really went deep into uh, urban herbalism and then you know brought a lot of people into the back alleys and uh you know did amazing projects in the city and one was uh um heroin heroin you know the drug yeah heroin uh, heroin mm -hmm. withdrawal with uh, young young kids you know you know 14 14 till uh, till 20 with herbs and you know did a lot of activism activism mm -hmm. with, with uh, herbalism and then moved to the country seven years ago so now I'm in a very very peaceful place 
and have you know big gardens and we produce the herbs for the school clinic. So, so you you basically um, had an appreciation for nature when you were a kid because you live in BC. You spent a lot of time outside, but yeah. Do you have yet? Did you like work with plants or have any like uh, people in your family that taught you anything or what was it no, that interested you? Not at all. I, it's really not in my family. But the love of nature was was strong in my mom. So she would. Uh, she was she would bring us with our snowshoe shoes in the in the woods and then we would start a fire and roast some uh, some wieners and uh but i was i think nature was so present for me in my in my childhood and it was easier for me to be to be friends with a tree than with a human being and i remember playing like like going up on the on the counter in the kitchen opening up the uh, the the cabinets and then playing with herbs like basil and parsley and and rosemary and turmeric and then they were all uh, personas so so they were my playmates wow. <laughs> so i guess i had an inclination <laughs> so you've been doing this you've been talking with plants for quite a while now then. oh all my life all my life as as long as i can remember Isn't yeah that amazing yeah. and then and, the, and they would respond so that was that was, that was, that was oh well, tell me about that. <laughs> well, when I had um, when I had deep issues in my life, or you know, as as a, as a child, like mm-hmm. hard times, I would there was a pear tree, and I'm just thinking of one uh, one time, and then I went to that pear tree and I asked questions, and I would talk to the tree, and and I would ask it to respond to me with a with a leaf, and the leaf would say yes or no, and we sort of you know got our coach right and uh yeah and then my mom came and and she said but it's the only leaf moving in the tree and i'm like but of course <laughs> as a child right. <laughs> the most obvious thing right but how did <laughs> but, how did uh, she know i mean i think you were right there you know so. yeah well I, I guess you know and as you know life speaks to us it's just that i guess nobody really told me that it didn't and um mm. yeah well, that's important. Maybe we should not tell our kids. You know, yeah. we should tell our kids. Yeah. Keep them in or a the place of magic. Or the contrary, that they can and that it will respond. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. right. Um, and But the other thing that that I think was there also was herbalism, mm-hmm. and that's what I got when I finally, uh, 1920, found, like, out that herbalism existed because I had, you know, it was really inexistent and, and around me. But I, I remember when I was eight, I told my mom how important we had to remember something in our past to be able to to live our lives and go forward in the future. And um, and then at nine or ten, I discovered archaeology, and I was like, "Oh, that's neat. That 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 brings that knowledge back." But when I I first got my courses in, in herbalism, I was like, "This is it." This is the knowledge that needs to be to be brought back. Mm, and it's, um, because it's living knowledge. This archaeology will it just, you know, it's this yep. information, ancient wisdom we could go forward with. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly, yeah. So I guess, I guess it was always there. Because when I started to learn herbalism, I remember my first class, um, I started dreaming about herbs. So much information you know, in my in my dreams, and I would, you know, wake up in the morning and then look through books to find 
the pictures of what I saw in my dreams, and it was exactly what it, or, you know, parts of it was, was what was taught in my dreams. So, so oh. it was, it was just all there. So I learned really, really fast, and I thought I was brilliant, but then I tried to learn acupuncture, and that was a lot harder. And I, <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, so there's, you know, a bank of knowledge that was easier to access with herbalism than with, with other, other things. Is that because it was a more of a direct connection between you and what you experienced with the plants versus you and a bank of knowledge that was sort of interpreted by somebody else? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. And that's what's amazing with, with herbalism and as, you know, and uh, are you practicing, John? Do you, do you see clients? Do you no, well, I actually I do in acupuncture, but I don't oh, in do. I don't in, her, in herbs. I uh, I I just I I, I do this. <laughs> well, you know when you when you give an an herb and, and you probably do like with your kids or friends mm -hmm. or and you give an herb to somebody, something in them remembers and responds mm -hmm. right away. So it's really built inside us. You know, that knowledge is, is all there because we've used it since humanity was on so, the earth. So there's like a, is a sort of like a, a pattern recognition or uh, something or um, how do you I, I don't know what it, it is, but it is recognition for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, now I, um, so thanks for telling us that because, you know, what I like to do is... Um, Every every person I interview, I love asking that because uh, people <laughs> because people can see themselves in people's stories and they go, oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, feel that too, too. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and then they could know that wow, and then she really wanted to do this, so then she found an apprentice or a school to work with, and and and, and that's then what you went on to do is is yeah, start a school. and I remember the first day, uh, the first class I had with Carol, mm -hmm. um, I stepped out of that of that class. And it, it was like stepping into my past. Like, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm into my life now. And I yes. could, and I saw myself doing that for, you know, the rest of my life until I was very, very old, until 95 or something. So, and, and then, and then I started doing herbalism and all the ways that you can do herbalism every day since then. It's been my life mm -hmm. and no. so fulfilling. And so, there are so many ways to go about it too, aren't I there? I know, and that's why, and I'm such a curious person, and um, and passionate also. So when when and I and I love science, and I love nature, and I love people, and the psyche, and and it was just like the thing that could, where everything that I loved could be in one place, and I could never uh, stop learning. So that's what's great about herbalism too. <laughs> You know, when I, I was looking at the classes that you're teaching um, at Jim's house uh, uh -huh, coming uh -huh. up, or I guess it's at his house or somewhere near there. <laughs> somewhere yeah, it in depends on how many people. <laughs> <laughs> <I> know. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> or how and big Jim's house is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can always teach outside. Uh, but um, but I, uh, you are doing a day on, on energetics, on plant energetics. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so I guess I was wondering a place where we could start, because when I look at your, your website and your school, that, that's a, a, a big part of, of, of how you approach things as an herbalist. Yeah. And so I'd l if it's okay, we could start there. Um, um, mm -hmm. So uh, how do you define uh, plant or herbal energetics? Or how, what, exactly what is that? <coughs> Well, the, I, it's what I define, but what I'll teach at gyms is 
you know, it's like it's such a big thing, plant energetics. But mm-hmm. um, like what we know as our, what you'll read in a book is, okay, is it hot? Is it dry? Is it damp? Is it, you know, is it hot? Is it cold? But that's, that's like the basic, um, I guess, flavor or, or we'll call that qualities of a plant. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I, what I teach, what I'll teach at, at gyms is, is a lot more broader. Mm-hmm. Is I guess it's how the plant will move into your body mm. as, as in, in a whole experience, which is really hard to describe with words, but that your body has the ability to understand all that movement, that, that words will only um, um, reduce, you know, because like, it's, it's, it's multidimensional. Mm-hmm. As you know, herbs are living beings, and so their energetic um, movement or patterns or messages are way bigger than just hot and cold or dry and damp or you know right so there's more to the there's yeah. more to the the overall picture yeah. that you're trying to help exactly. people get in touch with yeah. so let's say well well I'll <clears throat> make you and everybody who's listening to that past podcast uh feel just like that that thing so um just check your body for a minute like okay is it like how's my energy is it you know very active is it settled how is it in the lower part of my body higher part of my body how does it feel in my core on the surface of my skin and just you know get a sense of what's living right now in your body you got that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, think of ginger. Okay, and then feel what shifts in your body. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel? Um, I feel, uh, well, first of all, I was feeling a little unsettled, you know, because it's, uh, there was a lot getting techie stuff together for this yeah, call, yeah. and I had coffee, and I was feeling kind of buzzy, feeling kind of... So you felt your your coffee feeling? Huh? Yeah, so I kind of have that um, kind of going. And so when I when I um, brought ginger in, um, definitely I felt a warming, and I felt um, um, kind of bringing things to more of the surface, though. Like exactly, that's the thing. It's like you almost feel your skin, like yeah, the inside coming to your skin with the warmth, mm. and then you can even feel like your pores opening up. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know if I would use ginger right now because yeah, exactly. I, I, I need I need burdock. <laughs> that's great, Don, because that's exactly what <laughs> trying to really figure out the energetic of an herb, but then fitting it with your own energetic, and then seeing just by you know taking a drop if you've never tasted the herb or just thinking about the herb. Oh, how will that energetic, which is very broad, work with my energetic right now, which is you know, very broad, which is like two two packets of information meeting. And then you already felt it in your body. And then you, we could, you know, work and go deeper and see, like, how that works in your kidneys or liver or, you know, in your brain. or And then, and then finding out, you know, information about how ginger works for you. And then when you're with a client, you can figure that out too. So mm. for me, working with energetics is really 
paying attention, deep, deep, deep attention to what it is. So it could be sitting with a plant and then feeling that. But working with your body as a tool to learn what an herb does and not just your taste buds. Do you see the meaning? Yes. Yes. This is really interesting because I think that I bet you that's a a way that the more people work with plants, the more they must intuitively act and maybe not realize they're doing it. I know. They do. And we do it. I mean, and and of course, you know, any food plant if you're eating any vegetables or whatever that there are herbs. So it's like, so it's like, is it similar to like? Well, I'm hungry. I want to go look in the fridge. What do I feel like eating? And you sit and you yeah. meditate on it and you try to picture what all those foods would do if I ate it. Well, if I yeah, had yeah. that tomato yeah. sauce, it would make my stomach feel, ah, you know. Or yeah, would, yeah. Is it like yeah, that? Yeah, we'll, we'll use that technique with people with IBS or with, because mm. even before you put it into your mouth, your body will tell you how, how it will react to it. So. Hmm. So that's like two two things because I work with body intelligence and other ways to you know get to understand a disease or you know find pathways that need to be um, helped to to get the things harmonized or whatever. But the you know I've never felt happy taking a pill like like my vitamin B supplement. I'm ne- I never think oh wow I'm gonna go get my vitamin yeah. D and so happy and oh so good. I never I never crave it. <laughs> You know, never, ever crave to you know, vitamin B supplement. Yeah. But I do with, with all my herbs, right, that my body needs. So learning that craving and what does it mean and, and then finding out. And sometimes even my craving would tell me, oh, I'm craving this. So And then I, I'll go into my body and then I'll see, oh, this is happening. Oh, that's why I need this. And then I can shift things. And then, And that happened to me one time when I... When I had, uh, <clears throat> I was on a trip in uh, New Brunswick, and I had to pee so bad, and we were on the road, and then I just said, okay, stop, and I opened the door, you know, pulled my pants down, peed, and then I said, oh, darn, I was in the midst of, like, a freshly cut patch of poison ivy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then, and then eventually it started to, to really, really itch. And I and for the life of me, I couldn't find any um, jewel weed or even any plantain. Like it was a curse, you know. <laughs> like okay, we're 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 like I was in the in the midst of um, a fir a forest, hmm. and uh, and then I sat in my 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 tent, and then I started thinking about jewel weed, and then and then feeling it in my body, and it felt. So relieving, and then my poison ivy went away as if I had taken the herb. Whoa! So you brought in the the energetics. The, the you're able to create that in your yeah. In yourself. Well, because the the plant truly. Well, I love eating them. You know, taking them, getting the the you know molecules inside my body. But the thing is that a plant is does not have necessarily an action on your body, but has a call to action on your body. Because if you put, like, comfrey on a dead man's wound, it won't heal. Like, even if comfrey is a really good wound healer, because mm-hmm. the body's dead. But what comfrey will do to a cell is, is really give a message to the cell, and it's the cell that replicates and heals, right? Mm-hmm. So that 
information, like like you just felt with the ginger, it is always there. It is always available, and your body has that intelligence to to sort of like or the receptors and the intelligence to respond to respond to it. Either your body needs it or not, then you'll feel it. Okay. But it's just so the energetics of plants for me is uh, intrinsically linked to paying attention to the energetics of your body, and then that shifts. Now, all it comes from that. Does this also work on a mental or emotional, spiritual level too, with the plants and the pattern? You know, the way you're speaking. Of course, I mean, physical, emotional, spiritual, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's all the same. It's you. Mm -hmm. It's it's not different. It's it's just you. Well, you know what, but this is kind of making... all right. This is for for me. Hearing you say this is is, is it's a very eloquent and more um, easier pill to swallow, I should say. Uh, no pun intended. But um, with with how herbs affect our emotional selves, mm-hmm. or because now it, but, I, mean, I, I get it more now. Like, you know? you, you're an acupuncturist. Well, yeah, well, I get. It, but I'm just trying to think like how. As I'm explaining it to someone, I always think okay. of the person who's not getting it, like who, oh, okay, who, who okay, would okay. have a, you know. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So be, uh, to somebody who thinks that they're, uh, all those parts of them are very separate right. and they need separate tools to yes. fix them. Okay. Yes. Well, then I'll use other tools, which I, I, I'll i be teaching in Vermont. And usually when I teach, the, in the, the I'm doing a weekend in Vermont um, in September, and the first day is working with the plants energetics um, in a way that I sort of outlined a bit. And the second day is working with the body intelligence. Um, and I worked a lot with the... <laughs> A modif- my own modified form of focusing. Have you heard of that technique? No. It's used in uh, psychotherapy. It's really, really, uh, <laughs> really amazing. I, 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 so tell us a little bit about, I, like, tell, so. <laughs> and, and working with focusing is working with mind, body, um, or awareness. And when you tap into that, y- you'll feel... Uh, you feel because you're inside your body. You feel your emotions related to uh, something in your belly. You feel it. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's an experiential thing. So it's not something that you have to believe or not because you're in it. You feel it, mm-hmm. and because it's so right, it makes so much sense. Uh, it's it's you know when something makes sense, it's like it's always been there, right? Right. And so when you, you're in the moment and not in your anat- analytical mind, mm-hmm. and that's where you can put judgment or you can compartmentalize mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hard word to say. It's perfect. <laughs> in English. But, you know, when, when, and that's, that's your left brain. That's like a really small part of you that judges and analyzes and thinks that you're separate. But, I mean, all your cells. The rest of your whole body doesn't think that. And when you tap into that, you're like, of course not. You know, it's just, of course not. There's n- no other place to be. And so, but what's, what's hard is to bring people in that state for them to get that knowledge. And, and to get into that state, you have to be in your body. 
and not just in that anal- analytical mind. And um, I guess that's the that's the teaching of it. Does okay. it make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. And because um, in the in the I do the f- uh, five element acupuncture, which is very you know body mind spirit, and and I mm-hmm. and I and I see these direct. Yeah, I, yeah, I see very, very concrete results in people, you mm-hmm. know, spiritual, you know, um, uh, development and healing and, and everything. It's it's just so it's to me it's as plain to see as uh, as putting um, you know a salve on a cut and it healing you know or something you exactly. know like. But yeah. um, it's always it's always like I said it's a tough for people. But to even get in with touch your with. client, if your client comes in and does not think that. Oh, it or, still works. you know, has that image of him that's separated and comes, yeah. you know, to treat, like, uh, I don't know, ulcers, and then you start treating him, and then as the treatment goes on, things are activated in him, right? Mm-hmm. Or, so emotions come, and so he will feel all that, and because it is coherent with, you know, him as a human being, he'll feel that it is related, because it will be an experiential state. And so... That really, you know, shakes the the the, the um, our society's belief, or you know, mm-hmm. recent society believes that all those things are are not connected. Now, do you have an example for us from a plant, like take an herb that you have worked with a client, and um, and it came in for a certain situation, or even maybe a different situation, but the herbs helped something else that you noticed. I don't know, just something that kind of, to make it a little more concrete for people to kind of like, go, oh, okay, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, many things, like any, anybody who uses reishi will have a big life epiphanies. Reishi, but let's reishi. say I had a client who came in uh, with... Uh, um, depression and uh, a lot of anxiety and um, yeah, very, 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 very closed, very um, yeah, I'm lacking the word, but um, guarded, very close. Yeah, guard, yeah. And okay. then I gave her, I think, like three drops of pulsatilla, mm-hmm. and then her art opened, and then there was joy, like there was mm-hmm. joy there. And then that that needs to be worked on, but still, like she totally felt like, oh, there's a opening. Or even when when you have like um, troubles with your bowels or um, inflammation, and then you you know cut off some foods that are you gluten intolerant, then you just cut off gluten, then then you get happy, you know, in your in your head, you're you get clear thinking and. And and so just affecting just the way you eat, you'll feel better. Like it will affect your your psyche. Or any herbs like working with um, herbs with dreams, um, like a lemon balm. Mm. I've had we had a client at the at the school clinic uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he had uh, eczema that came up after um, breakup, which is really hard. And his heart is all closed up. And then we started working with lymphatics and um, hmm. lemon balm. And lemon balm, for me, is a herb that really helps to let go of things. Yeah. And and also, like, brings vivid dreaming. So there's, like, a lot of your limbic system that works in, okay, oh. like, looking at the situation <laughs> very differently. Right. And so he came back and uh, said... Uh, that a lot of what happened in the month 
like his his eczema wasn't gone, and then we changed our approach. But the, a lot of things that came back was like, oh, I dreamt a lot, and as I stayed with what, you know, that all that pain and. It was just, I could see the rest of my life, and the rest of my life was not just that moment, but many things, and it made, gave him a perspective. Oh, wow. So, I guess herbs affect people, like there is some predictable way, like we know that, that Pulsatilla, or I've seen Pulsatilla really opening up the heart and connecting, connecting it to the head. There's really a peaceful sense that comes with that, but... There are herbs that people take, and it opens up stuff that is stuck in them. So what will come of that is always um, something that I don't know, because it's new, and it's them that is uh, their energy that is released. And, you know, it's a surprise to me. It's a surprise to them. It's just fascinating. It's great. It's a great job. (laughs) <laughs> this is so much fun because this is like the herbal version of the ac- acupuncture that I practice. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, I'm just like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> I do that too, yeah. And, and it's really what I teach. Like, there's, it's a four year program, the one that I'm teaching in Montreal. It's, it's big. Like, there's a lot of science because I think it's really nice to learn and understand the body and also learn the, the vocabulary so we can talk to oncologists and, and um, pharmacists so we can start building bridge and a dialogue but we know that that's not what's truly helpful to healing but to really um sort of form yourself as a healing tool and how we do that through the years is to start applying so like um a truckload of compassion to ourselves and Mm. to start Hmm. you know melting those places that are harsh to ourselves mm-hmm. that you know don't the places that can't fail the places that feel inferior or posture or powerless not that they will go away but that that they have a place where they can be you know um, accompanied by ourselves with so much compassion that that they're not you know in the back of our you know in the back and then doing things in our shadows but so we can sit with a client, and that's really what I think is um, the most important part of, our, of my teaching, is, is to bring my students in that place where they're open-hearted, open-minded, and that they have the use of their right brain and not just their left brain, which ha- gives them access to the learned knowledge that they, they acquired over the years and you know through the teachers or the readings that they've that they had but the right brain that's where intuition comes from it's just having access to knowledge that's alive there in front of you but to have access to that you can't be constricted or stressed or anxious or shut down you have to be open-hearted and to to do that you have to give yourself a compassionate place and then the other and then that's where magic happens because you then are with everything that's there and that's unknown, maybe to science, maybe to herbalism, maybe to, you know, whoever, to yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then and then you can work with that. And uh, and then the process or the healing process is always new and unknown. And it's just, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just, uh, yeah, working with, with oneself and accompanying oneself with compassion. And then that brings awareness um, of 
so many other things that are alive, and it and it gives the person in front of you freedom to do the healing process that he or she needs to do, and that nobody in the room right now knows that we will uncover as it reveals itself. So what I'm hearing is like from you, and 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 you know most of the people um, listening to this, they're uh, they're thinking to themselves probably, all right, now how would I kind of bring this into my life? And someone did have a question on on her mentor there um, about that. And um, and what I what I'm hearing is that there's kind of a couple of things going on here. There's one, there's um, getting more in touch with yourself and um, and and uh, compassion for yourself and compassion for others and working on yourself emotionally and spiritually but and at the same time um i guess by just having experiences and making remedies and whatnot with various plants is the, the only way i can really or gardening or all these things are the ways to learn about the plants like for example when you do that ginger exercise if you had mm-hmm. told me about a plant i never t- used before mm-hmm. um i would be like huh you know, like I maybe couldn't do that yet, but um, but I only would know that because I had those experiences. So I'm just wondering: mm-hmm. is that am I am I going down the right path here? In, in these kind yeah, of two things, yeah. But also, like, I mean, somebody somewhere had to sit with a plant for mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. and and uh, what I do with my students is that I, you know, we'll we'll just all sit. We did that last summer. That was that was a great great time with around. Um, uh, Siberian ginseng, and you know, I didn't tell them it was Siberian ginseng. Most of them never saw that plant alive; like they saw it cut in a bag. <clears throat> so they just sat around that plant, and then, like I think, ninety percent of people said, "Oh God, I feel like energy. I feel like my spine's on fire." Mm-hmm. And uh, like they would describe it in their own words. Mm-hmm. But they were all correct, you know? I know. I so, do know that. I've done so, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just, I guess it's, what's hard is, is relaxing oneself in our mind, in our heart, and, and trusting that what your body and what your whole spirit tells you, you know, has meaning. And that's the hardest part in, in our culture. But and that that just needs training. But that does not mean that I don't read books. Like I'm, I don't study. Like I've studied all, <clears throat> not all, all of everything. But I've studied all those years. Like I, I, you know, I just love learning. But how do you then access that learning or that knowledge into your body and into, um, and and into a way that will be useful to that other person? And that won't restrict your view of how you see that other person's disease, you know? Because you can, like, like I think I'm going to do a video this summer on self-heal just to, you know, rehabilitate, to mm-hmm. revalue the, the use of self-heal because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite herbs. And the prunella. Right? The prunella, yeah. yeah, guys. And, you know, when you read about that herb, like it just, you know, it's, well, if you don't have anything else, you'll just use that. And it was used to, you know, it's good for your wounds, and, but, you know, whatever. It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, and then, or, you know, um, um, uh, actually, me, ladies' mental. Like, it's good for 
um, you know, heavy bleeding if you use it for, you know, many months, and it's good for uh, the, the, the tissues around uh, the perinea area. And then as when you start learning herbalism, it's like your mind closes on that, mm-hmm. and then the plant becomes just that. Mm-hmm. Like that herb is good for that. Mm-hmm. And and we don't stay open-hearted and minded to everything else that that plant does. Uh-huh. Or, or if we, you know, if a herbalist we trust uh, writes about it, like if Jim McDonald says that this plant does that, or Matthew Wood, or, you know, whoever has credentials, then we'll find that it's, you know, valuable. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. But um, but we all have access to all that. And, of course, our left brain has to be secured, and, you know, because it is very insecure. So we can give it a bit of knowledge so that it's settled down. It doesn't want to take over the world. <laughs> but then stay open-hearted because there's so much about healing that we don't know. And, I mean, you treat people who are sick, and I don't know of any herbalist or acupuncture or osteopath or doctor that has all the answer, you know? Right. And I, I don't think I have. But the other person who is in front of me, that body, that soul, has all the answer and all the energy that it needs to be well. So how do I tap into that? How do I help that other person tap into that? Right. And, and that's what I train people to do. And for me, like, if the person, you know, like, I was getting good, you know, good Ayurveda, love Chinese medicine, like, it's one of a, a great tool. And then, like, I work out this really amazing formula I'm quite proud of. Give, give it to one person who's sick, and then that person gets well, you know, feel great. I'm in that success place. Right. And, and then that, the opposite of success is failure. But the thing is that it's not my success. It is that other person's success. Yeah. But in our society, we are so prone to think that healing comes from outside of ourselves. And so I will, if, if I work like that, I keep that other person in that same paradigm, even if they mm-hmm. use herbs and not pills. But it's the same paradigm. And it's not satisfying for me because I'm, I'm keeping myself in that state of either success or failure, that doesn't feel good. But if I, in that process with that client, we enter a state where we explore all the healing potential that that body or soul has, and then we harness that, that person, after they, they have met me, will know that they can heal themselves. So it's, they, it's like the, the, the person on the body-mind-spirit level has yeah. the knows how to heal itself it's just that society gets so crazy that it we forget and so mm-hmm. what our role in healer whether it be for ourselves or others is just to you know gently remind remind yeah. ourselves how how yeah. to be in the world and then we yeah. go oh yeah this is how i'm supposed to be and then nature yeah. takes over yeah you know when i was i was with those um, cool. with with those kids and withdrawal like, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody in heroin withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked hell. at a clinic once. That's right. Yeah, it's it's how like, like they think every, every, like the whole world becomes a menace. Like you don't have any 
hormones in your body that tells you that it's okay because you don't have your um, your dopamine anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. but there's the, I, I witnessed in those in those moments, you know, those places in them that wanted to get better, like the the most beautiful place in them. It was there because they had put themselves in, into withdrawal. And that was the motivating force, right? And so as I, mm-hmm. as they are in that pitfall of like, ah, life is hell, life is and then they're coming back slowly up. It's that place that wants to live that keeps like the whole body, like like the, 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 the intestines, like, you know, working again, and like the brain cells, like starting to do, you know, trying to, to put dopamine back into their body and their spirit wanting something else for themselves. And so witnessing that helps them because there's somebody outside them looking at that place that wants to get better. And because there's a witness to that, it, it you know, it's easier to, to let it be and just let it grow. And when you let it go, when you step out of the way, that place of, of you know, wanting to live, it's, it's quite big and powerful. Wow. Wow, that's great. Um, all right, so I, I do want to uh, move on to some questions um, on some stuff mm-hmm. that people have emailed in. But um, I guess just to, you know, with the energetics, well, you know what, something I was curious about. Well, first of all, the person who was asking about about learning it, learning energetics, to me it, it really just comes down to, spending time with plants <laughs> it, it, with the actual plant it's your gardening yeah. making earth everything and, yeah. and 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 that's how you're establishing that relationship so you, you can't you are and can you are really communicating with these plants but like in chinese medicine and, and i think like the the, the friday night at mm-hmm. that that's what i'll be talking about but that's the it's like the language of qualities that you see in life and mm-hmm. that's for me is what energetic is so in chinese energetics you'll like you'll look at the season, at growth, and there's mm-hmm. it's just qualities of life that mm-hmm. you you see and feel and taste and like all your senses can can discern, and that's just energetics of anything, and then you can just apply it to plants. Is that the is that the route then you take when you're starting to refine into the skills of teaching particular plant energetics? Do you get then into the uh, five elements and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, that's a good lens, and then we can use the Ayurvedic, and you then use, you can. So you but use all those lenses. lens are red reductionist, mm-hmm. and that's why I found I find that working with your body, you have all that, but without words, because because there's no there's no words with that. It's not in your brain, but your body and your like the felt. Um, there's a sense of that you there's there's a meaning that you can discern it and you feel the qualities of the energetics this this, this is amazing you sound exactly like my uh, my acupuncture teacher really? okay. <laughs> well we, we, we really the, the whole part first earlier parts of the program were all about refining your self as a a healing tool and and you exactly. developing your senses and your your awareness and yeah, and all yeah. to to really hone in and then we didn't really learn the finer p- 
points, if you will, of what the points do and this all the nitty-gritty stuff until later <laughs> in the program, until we had that sense of a greater awareness and connection with people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was a great program. That's not what's being taught here in Quebec. At no, it, yeah, that's the, uh, well, that's the kind of... <laughs> For um, acupuncture, yeah. That, it's the five-element Worsley style, and that's kind of uh-huh, how J.R. Uh-huh. Worsley... Uh, there's a few schools in, in the U.S. There's like four or five schools that teach that, uh-huh. but... Um, but um but yeah it's it's very similar and um it, yes anyway so um that is that's that's great and so then why i was wondering is because you know often i like hearing that because um i mean of course people can learn there's different ways of describing herbal energetics like some people mm-hmm. might go right to the fact that oh i'm tasting a uh, a sour flavor and therefore it can mm-hmm. be good for this or i'm tasting mm-hmm. a warm flavor and and and, yeah. and this plant has that flavor so it could be helpful yeah. for this and that i guess that works too right on a symptomatic yeah, it level works. and it's great and it and i use that but right. it's just one way it's right. like just your taste buds and and not your whole body sense which mm-hmm. gives you just a bit more information yeah you understand like it's just yes. uh another way and the other thing is that if you taste it and then you 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 try to compartmentalize it mm-hmm. and you know analyze it then you're you're in that reductionist place and you're just harnessing one information and not a whole sense of it right. that's the difference with it and and that's what i wanted to just get to just have you clarify for everybody mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's lots of ways of looking at things and it's a big area and uh and the difference between looking at uh, from a reductionist to the point where you know we re- can really expand ourselves and our awareness and learn about plants on so many different levels by just you know um yeah. Uh, opening ourselves up to that different paradigm shift, like you said. And of course, I mean, I like I'm talking to you right now. I had to find words for, for that, mm-hmm. and and they're not, you know, they're partially describing it. But um, as as how you described what ginger felt in your body, that was partially how it felt, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like the Chinese found words to say that because it fitted with their culture and their and how they would communicate that knowledge to each other from you know with cultural references and the the Indians did other things and every culture in the world had their knowledge their their wording for the energetics but it's like we all had the same body and so it's just you know it's the same thing just with different cultural words to describe it. Seems like I need about 10 lifetimes to get a grasp on all this, huh? Yeah. I think, well, the good thing I say with, to my students is that you can already already let go of, you know, the, the, the fact that you can already let go of, like, the wish to know it all, because you won't. Right. So, phew, something, you know, you can get that away out of yeah. the way and then just <laughs> have the fun of learning to stay in the to place infinity. of learning. <laughs> yeah, it's staying. Well, you said it earlier, staying in that, uh, you know, you how you had that state of curiosity, and I think that all you really need is the curiosity, and that if that drives you, you're always then that means you're always learning and you're always taking more in. And the other thing also is with a client. You know, mm. when a client comes in, and you, you probably have that with your client, you you try something and it doesn't work, and then that just you know. Mm sparks up my, my my curiosity. I'm like, oh, why? And then, you know, not responding is a response, you know? Right. When a body does not respond, 
that means something. So there's so every response and non-response gives me information of what's going on in the body that I didn't really see at first hand. And so staying curious to that person in front of you really leads you to what go what is underneath because you can go oh there's heartburn let's take um you know slippery elm and then blah 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 take slippery elm every day but then you're like okay so why is there heartburn and then oh but why is this and then why so just keep your three-year-old really activated and that that's good (laughs) fantastic yeah that's that's what it all comes down to is keeping your inner three-year-old <laughs> you know it, it's really true and it's really ironic too because you know when you're like, i just was finished reading this book i mean of all people walt disney you know from disneyland and all that uh-huh. and um was fascinated by that character and 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 who he was and how he did what he did and and really this came down to the same thing at the end of the book it was like there's something that he always had was curiosity and he always never wanted to not know what a child <laughs> felt or always always liked to play and be in that space and that's how he was able to kind of dream up and connect with people and do what he did as well was never yeah. losing the childlike curiosity for things yeah yeah definitely that's i only mentioned and that it's, and I it's just such read a it. <laughs> fun place to be in yeah. you know yeah because it, you're it you're in that place where you're out of that place of success of of our our failure because you're in that place of experiment mm-hmm. you know well that that's what we do at learning errors we're just one big lab you know experimental yeah, yeah. and i just kind of do what sounds fun to me you know so <laughs> like the herb fairies books we did or doing and all that kind of stuff with for kids uh-huh. and all so um let's get being that we just have a little bit of time left uh, since a, a few folks asked some question? questions mm-hmm. i'd like to get to a few of those um there weren't just a few anyway um so uh, we do have a question. Uh, so th- thanks again for that. It was an excellent um, explanation and, and, and you know, um, um, just a bit of a peek into uh, how you approach plant energetics, which really kind of was awesome for me to hear because it really widened my perspective. So thank you for that. Oh, cool. Um, cool. I, well, I, what I hear is that it was already there. Well, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a, it, it you know, sometimes it's a confirmation it. yeah, yeah. and kind of like also yeah, yeah. kind of ties things together for me. And also, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, you, uh-huh. you just said it so clearly, so that was mm. really nice. Great. Um, which gives, which makes me really want to take your classes anytime you're teaching. <laughs> I got to go to Michigan. Cool. And, um, so, uh, Granny, uh, Granny B is on our forum on herbenter.com. She asked, asked uh, she wanted to know in a, in a nutshell, what is your understanding of the impact of food on our health and how different foods impact the human body? It's quite big. I know, but there's probably a good overall philosophical thing you have to say. <laughs> no, no, but it's quite big. Look, some, some people, like I, I, I use iridology also. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then some people that's, like that's they just dream like they're they can just eat anything and, right. and it doesn't really give an impact. But when it does, it it really is poison. Like mm-hmm. I had that with my um, my uh, my husband when I met him. Like he had different problems, and then I try and you know I tried you know working with uh, with plants for his um, constipation and and belly aches and liver and then eczema and then insomnia and then snoring and then like all those things and then i said one time like okay just stop gluten 
stop food. And he did. And, like, all those symptoms went away. Wow. And and then I had a child with him <laughs> eventually. And, uh, and uh, at first, uh, like, in the first month of my breastfeeding him, uh, he started to get eczema and had yeah, big colics. So I'm like, okay, got to stop gluten. And so him and his son, which is my son, but and then his mom and then his sister and then her son, like all his family, like it's like this tree from his mom to them to their kids, they all are gluten intolerant. And then within, you know, a year when we started figuring out that it was all the you know, related to that, like they lost weight, you know, stopped having high cholesterol, um, ha- higher energy, higher concentration, you know, lost skin problem, and it's like everything. And what's the thing with the Chinese, um, there's a Chinese saying, like you can take like a thousand remedy or you can just take out one poison. Huh. But, um, right. Probably not saying it right, but it's that thing. So if, uh, if, one food is a poison to you, then, you know, working with plants or doing acupuncture or working with anything else is just like putting Band-Aid, and it's not going to work. I haven't seen it work. Mm -hmm. But it's just when you stop taking that poison that is for you a poison, I'm not saying that gluten is, like, I was pretty glad to start eating gluten again after I breast, you know, when I stopped breastfeeding. But but it is, it's, just drastic so definitely trying to like figure out what's good for one person is is definitely the key to healing a lot of problems mm. and um yeah i would definitely go that way i don't know if that answers that question well it's a, well you know it's a it is absolutely a huge question but i mean i think you kind of you know like she said in a nutshell um and mm-hmm. and so there you go um so it's really an individual journey it sounds like and uh yeah. herbs and food, not, and medicine, the thing is that yeah the and the thing, thing is that there's no like one food that's a poison for everybody like i've seen people taking coffee and you know go to sleep and be right. fine and their iris is fine and their liver is fine and you know, and I take like decaf for a weekend, and I start to have like anxiety attacks. Like, right, right. quite sensitive. <laughs> I can't go above one cup. I just, uh, I know my limit. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a question from La, and she really enjoyed your perspective. She heard you. Uh, I'm imagining at a, at a maybe either online or at a, a live event on lymph and herbs you use to help the lymph, and was wondering about lymph herbs for lymph congestion in the abdomen. And was wondering mm-hmm. if cleavers would be a good choice or any others. Yeah, yeah, cleavers is good. But the thing with the lymph congestion in, in the abdomen is, like, we can link it to the, the first question, is that you really got to find out what food um, brings that about. And usually it's food intolerance. Mm-hmm. So you can use all the herbs that you, you can find that will work on lymph, but you'll still have congestion. So finding out what... Um, messes up your lymph or congestion, you know, brings congestion. Sometimes it's, usually it's dairy products that will do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so, so working with, uh, with food would definitely be, if it's the only place that there's a lymph congestion. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, she just says, says abdomen, so I guess yeah, she's wondering abdomen. about that. Yeah. So food could be a good clue for her, but what about, um, you know, adding some herbs in? Uh, would, would she, I was wondering about cleavers, would that be a good one? Yeah, that would be good, but in my, what I'm saying is that in my experience, like, you'll just have to take cleavers for the rest of your life. And right, so work. you're better to go, like you said earlier, yeah. to try to take out yeah. the quote-unquote poison. Yeah, yeah, right. or yeah. what brings condition. Sometimes also lymph... I see, like, limb contention comes from um, emotional re- retained. Oh, right. Like, like so, uh, um, kind of, yeah, like, emotions we're holding in. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and if yeah. it just happens, and if her whole body is really tight, not inflamed, but more tight, like, in a in a holding, then I would massage the, the abdomen, but also, you know, try doing some body-mind Exploration of what's going on in that area, and that you know usually brings the limbs hmm. uh, flowing within minutes. Are you are you telling us to go to the root of the problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, over the years, you know, I find that it's you know quite. You know, if I can't find the root within a couple of visits, then I'm like, okay, uh, let's explore more. But usually, it it it, it really helps because I there's no. Yeah, there's no uh, fun in having to take, like, one herb for the rest of your life because you have that problem. It's yeah. It's really better to clear it out. Right, right. Well, that's excellent, excellent. Uh, I mean, there's other herbs, like Ocotillo is nice, and I mean. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, okay. Um, so <clears throat> this gets to the fun part for you. Um it's all fun for you, but you know, we're, we're getting <laughs> to the you know, we're getting to the end here. There was a question from Anja, and she is um, kind of get into talking about your school a little. And you have to say the name of it again in French for us because I love hearing it. I just want to go there because you know, it sounds, <laughs> to, to hear somebody and not understand yeah. anything. <laughs> do, do you do you uh, do, do you teach? Is it are the, is the programs um, in bilingual? Or are you are you mostly teaching in English because of the drawing? No, we're the really teaching in French because oh. I think like there's a lot of really really great school also in English. Mm-hmm. And you know what's the point? There's one really close that we're working with in uh, in Vermont mm-hmm. in Montpelier. So when I go teach uh, in Vermont or you know uh, other classes in English, it's I guess I try to teach what's not taught, and um, so you can have you know. herbal and French immersion in one school right here yeah, in yeah, North yeah. America. <laughs> you don't even have to go to France, folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, yeah, because we're trying to do like uh, students exchange and you know meeting with. Uh, that's what we're going to do with the, the, the Vermont School of Herbal Studies. I just forgot their name. But I don't know, the one that Guido Massey is. Like, I, mm-hmm. uh, I I brought him to my school so he could teach, and then I have, like, 25 students who are graduating during their clinical year, and then they're going to go and then meet their students, and then they're going to exchange, and, you know, their knowledge, and this is just great. You need to have world. you need to have Rosalie who works at Herb Mentor and uh, she must oh, go yeah, to your she school. Oh yeah, she French, huh? Well, she loves all things French. I mean, she even married a French guy. You know? Okay, okay, <laughs> that'd be great to have her over then. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and she does. Uh, I just read an article on um, her that that she wrote on um, Plant Healer magazine on false heat, heat, and it was very well said. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. 
She's, yeah. And, yeah, I'd um, love to meet her one day. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you will. No time at all. So what was the question about um, the school? Oh, Andrew's question, um, she was asking about, um, I see, I'll just read it in her words. I see Caroline's website um, that her school offers both correspondence courses and classroom courses. How mm-hmm. does she value both types of education? Does she think one is better than the other? Can you learn as much through correspondence as you can through live courses, especially for things like energetics, uh, which can be maybe confusing to people? So that's what she yeah, would like yeah. to know. Well, I don't think energetics hard to learn because, like, it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to have somebody, like, help you notice it. But it, it was a big thing because I never thought to teach correspondence class. Um, but we had, you know, students come from Switzerland and had to immigrate for like four years to, to do the class and have people in France because it's what we teach. It's, I think that not, not, I think we're the only French school who teaches it that way. And, um, and so we have like demands from France and Belgium and Morocco and Algeria. So we decided this year, and, and I'm filming it this summer, to do an online class, but it's filmed, so there's um, video, there's audio, PowerPoint, there's like an, an intranet. Mm. Um, mm. Like it's a it's a big. It's not just like you're you're receiving books and mm-hmm. then you. But also like when I I started to, you know, learn herbalism, I I, I had like the great amazing privilege to to be in an apprenticeship, which is like the best thing. I think best way to learn, and then you can find maybe like knowledge. Some, and but I, I've read so much. Like the rest of my knowledge came came from books. Mm-hmm. So and and you know my life changed from reading some books. So I think I think learning can come from so many other ways. And I think the most learning that I got was through sitting with plants and my dreaming. So. You know, what's the best way to learn? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who you are and your needs. And, like, I'm a pretty good self-taught person. Like, I I was like that as a child. Mm-hmm. So, But I know some of my students really needed me to be with them, sitting with them. And I guess those students were the ones that thought that they could not learn. And so they had to sort of reprogram themselves to think that they were intelligent and that they could learn and that I think needs um, it's like having a therapeutic teacher is helpful but um, there's so many ways to learn I don't know I'm hoping it's like a wager I don't know if if my Mm -hmm. online class will work out or if people will get something out of it I really hope so I think they would but you know, you know, you might consider, and um, I'm just you know, just saying off the cuff here, um, because I've seen other folks do. This. I, I haven't done this myself yet on, on learning herbs on any of our courses, but maybe I will in the future. But I always kind of have told herbalists like yourself, or do like have a kind of correspondence or home study course, is that you know you could sometimes like you know package it with like, hey, you know, you get this course, and then you know maybe once a year you do it, or twice a year you have a, a weekend where people can come. Oh to yeah, you. like I'm th- th- that will be there for sure. Oh like, great, like, uh, great. But I mean, people from Algeria might not come to Quebec. You know, right, it's, like, right. Quite right, so, right, right, right. So how how I'm not you know people around Quebec or North America will it's easy for them to come. Right. Just thinking people overseas or 
you know, people who have like three kids. And oh, so you'd be surprised. Or, you'd be you surprised. Know? I go to, I go to, you know, I've been going to classes that, uh, um, you know, I've done a, a, a home study classes for various topics mm-hmm. online that have included that. And I've gone and then to their live events. And then uh, there have been people from all around the world. It depends on how bad someone wants <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, and, and I'd be really <laughs> glad if there's enough, you know, students from France. I'd love to go for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, yeah, fine. <laughs> But so. but we're not doing any any um, English correspondence class because I think there's really a lot of great schools and I don't see the need mm-hmm. for me to do one, mm-hmm. you know. So but, but you do I have a quite a unique perspective, though. I mean, that's you uh-huh. know, you have a very very unique perspective on. Uh, yeah, but I could I could just you know when I taught in Vermont, I taught to herbalists who mm-hmm. and some of them were practicing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and because uh, I think herbalists are like the most learned people, and the last like they like most people learn herbalism but don't practice it. Mm-hmm. It's quite sad because it's it's really such a gift for the whole world. That's right. And we need it. We need those people and that knowledge to be used. So just go out there. <laughs> Get out there and practice. <laughs> Give those herbs to people. And and you and, even, uh, you have, you have and, a, and okay. uh, sorry. I was going to say you have a clinic at your place too, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. we have a school clinic, nice. and uh, and yeah, sometimes it's bilingual too. So because okay. you know Montreal's are English people, but what I what I was thinking was more like what I'm teaching in in um, in the U.S. or in the English part of you know herbalism is is the little parts that that I think that I can add some perspective on the energetics, the lymphatic system that I. I've been obsessed with for the past 18 years mm. and, and, you know, my discoveries, and then that can add up to what they already know. And um, and just and what I taught really was how to help them access their and, and get confidence with themselves as a healing tool and then, and then be open and, you know, loving and easy with oneself when you're accompanying somebody else. And so when you're with them, with that client, it's, it's like creating a wholly open space where, you know, magic happens. And it's, uh, it's, it's less work, mm-hmm. but not less work, but it's less harsh, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, the good news is for folks who are listening in the U.S., you can see Caroline uh, Jim McDonald's. That's uh, July 27th to the 29th, 2012. Mm-hmm. And that's herbcraft.org slash C-A-R-O to go see uh, about the information. Can you tell us, Caroline, about your Vermont classes? Yeah, I'm, I have one schedule exactly on that, focusing in energetics. It's in September. I think I need to figure out my agenda. It's the 8th and 9th of September. Okay. And uh, I don't have all the info yet on my website, but it's at floramedicina.com. And, you know, people can just, you know, send us an email if they want info on what's happening in the U.S. or conferences that I'll be giving elsewhere. And uh, and then we'll get back to them. We'll have, a, like, an email list for the English-speaking classes. Some Midwesterners, East Coasters, no problem. Go, go on and go on to the classes now. Now, might you by any chance uh, be at the International Herb Symposium in 2013? Maybe. Uh, 
I don't know. Haven't I don't know. They haven't done yet. those yet. So they're probably gone. I, I was at the last That's one. That's why I asked because I remember yeah. your name and I couldn't make it uh, mm -hmm, last mm -hmm, time. But mm -hmm. I will be there next year because I was asking too because, oh, we can, we'll meet them. I'm definitely going to be there, but I don't know if, I, if uh, Rosemary has set me up for conferences. But well, I'm, we will I'll hang be out teaching there. at her place in, in October, <laughs> so I'll figure that out. Well, uh, we can uh, we'll definitely get to hang out in any case then. So we'll, we'll definitely get to meet and hang out in any case. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to meet next, a real person. <laughs> next June, in a year from now, actually. So um, no problem. You know, I, I could I could sit here and listen to your accents all day, but I think that uh, we probably have to get going. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, Caroline Gagnon, merci. And, um, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, once again, Flora Medicina. Dot com and if you're on Herbventure, I'll just have that link right there. You can click right there yeah. and open it and explore the site. Um, once again, thank you very much and, and uh, hope to... That was a pleasure, John. Yeah, thank you. Herbmentor Radio on Herbmentor.com is a production of LearningHerbs.com. Visit LearningHerbs.com for free herbal lessons including Herbmentor News, Home Remedy Secrets, and Supermarket Herbalism. You'll also find the Herbal Medicine Making Kit and our board game Wildcraft. Herb Mentor Radio, copyright learningherbs.com, all rights reserved. Thanks so much for listening.